Chew. And we're here. <laughs> Live from the Liar's Lair, it is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. We are so happy to have you here, ladies and germaphobes. It is going to be a very entertaining show, guaranteed. I can't guarantee anything. Uh, but we are going First to be—we're going to be discussing Bull. the Stanford Prison Experiment. So obviously, we're going to be full of just light-hearted chuckles and glee today. My wife has already turned the episode off because she was not accepted to Stanford, oh. and she is very upset. Well, I mean, she should be. Ooh. I don't even know what that is. Stanford? What's a Stanford? I don't even know when I agree with you. I don't stand for that. What do you stand for? <laughs> What's your stand for? Would that, would that pun count towards your uh, your pun limit that you had uh, set? It would. I'm going to go kill myself now. <laughs> I was trying just to really cut the middleman out of this one. You still have a half pun. We still so have a half pun to... left before John throws himself off the roof. So welcome to the new Disinformed with uh, just uh, Shane and myself. Yes. Uh, it'll, you know... Insert it... the splat. <laughs> Insert the goop. <laughs> Actually, you get the splat from the goop, from what I understand. <laughs> All I over your face, neck, and chest. I refer to it as the rejuvenating waters. <laughs> Do you know if you used some crystallography with that as well, you can help to bring your chi and your aura up. John's trying to fit his, fit his foot in my pants. It'll fit. We're <laughs> with John's, that attitude. John's giving me a foot job. <laughs> His feet are unemployed at the present. <laughs> um, I'll send feet pics to anybody that wants to see disgusting feet. Yeah, he doesn't trim his toenails. What do you charge? Might as well set it up front. Um, be like five cents on a Charms Blow Pop. Uh, I thought you Wait, were... Wait, you'll send an actual Charms Blow Pop to people? No, I want a Charms Blow Pop. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, man. I thought you were saying you'd do it for food stamps. You couldn't live on the goop diet, well, though. Well, for food stamps, I'd, uh... Goop to goop diet. He'll give some I'd write you. Too. I'd write you a poem for food stamps. Uh, I would staple my hands together. I would, uh, I'd eat the money. That's what I would do. Yes. I would eat the money. Well, considering that it's food stamps, they're not money so listen don't bring your sciency things in also this. the united states postal service will not accept those i've been trying to mail stuff up for years <laughs> to try to get the foods back and i can't and watch us this deal with forever stamps <laughs> <laughs> if the cockroaches are gone who's gonna be mailing letters <sighs> so the stanford prison experiment uh, it was a social psychology experiment that attempted to investigate the psychological effects of perceived power, focusing on the struggle between prisoners and prison officers. It was conducted at... Conducted? <laughs> Here's my first stroke of the episode. Yeah, conducted. I got it conducted. It was conducted uh, at, at Becky's favorite, Stanford University, between August 14th and August the 20th, 1971, by a research group led by psychology professor Philip Zimbardo. Sounds like an asshole. He actually, it's, he's a uh, provocative dance. <laughs> I did the Zimbardo. Uh, he, he used college students, and by that I don't mean that he fucked them and stopped calling them afterwards. <laughs> Uh, in the study, volunteers were randomly assigned to be either guards or prisoners in a mock prison, with Zimbardo himself serving as the superintendent and master of ceremonies. Uh, <laughs> several prisoners left mid-experiment, and the whole experiment was abandoned after six days, which shows just how well they were doing. 
Uh, early reports on experimental results claimed that students quickly embraced their assigned roles, with some guards enforcing authoritarian measures and ultimately subjecting some prisoners to physical and psychological torture. While many prisoners passively accepted psychological abuse and, by the officer's request, actively harassed other prisoners who tried to stop it. <sighs> the experiment has been described in many introductory social psychology textbooks, although some have chosen to exclude it because its methodology is sometimes questioned. Hmm. <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> so, some of the experiment's findings have been called into question, and the experiment has been criticized for unscientific methodology and possible fraud. Critics have noted Zimbardo instructed the guards to exert psychological control over the prisoners. Critics also noted that some of the participants behaved in a way that would help the study, so that, as the guard later put it, the researchers would have something to work with. This is known as demand characteristics. So huh. rigged. Essentially, is that you are... You're, you're kind of planting the seed in the person's mind of this is what I'm hoping that so you like, get for hey, us. We're going to put these fucking nerds as the prisoners, and we're going to make you god of the nerds, mm -hmm. and you can finally fuck with them. Do whatever you want. Just, you know, make sure that you cripple all of their whims. Right. And, uh, yeah. The variants of the experiment have been performed by other researchers, but none of these attempts have replicated the results of the SPE. So, uh, questions about that before we get going? No, it all I seems that pretty was the reasonable clarification to me. that I needed, essentially. Yeah. Is, okay. okay, cool. So that gives you kind of the, the basis in the background here. So the goals. The archived official website of the Stanford Prison Experiment, God, I hope it's archived, it's from 71, describes the experimental goals as follows. We wanted to see what the psychological effects were of becoming a prisoner or a prison guard. To do this, we decided to set up a simulated prison and then carefully note the effects of the institution on the behavior of all those within its walls. A 1997 article from the Stanford a News Service described experiment goals in a more detailed way. Zimbardo's primary reason for conducting the experiment was to focus on the power of roles, rules, symbols, group identity, and situational validation of behavior that generally would repulse ordinary individuals. I had been conducting research for some years on de-individualization, vandalism, and dehumanization that illustrated the ease with which ordinary people could be led to engage in antisocial acts by putting them in situations where they felt anonymous, or they could perceive of others in ways that made them less than human, as enemies or objects. <laughs> so, Mr. Zimbardo is essentially telling us he is an employer of the mystery method. <laughs> so, Zimbardo is... A beta male cuck! Beta male cuck! Beta male cuck. <laughs> they have their own theme song now. It's like a 70s TV show. The beta male cock. So he's a piece of shit. Um, well, you know, we all, particularly in the 70s, think of like the context of the time. Everyone was resistant to authority. So this idea that somehow authority can subvert someone's normal functionality. Okay. Uh, looking back at the Germans uh, from World War II and some of the experimentation that led to it. It's interesting concepts to get into. So, I mean, I, I can understand his rationale. Right. Now, the experiment proper. Male participants were recruited and told that they would participate in a two-week prison simulation. Oral sex not required. Aww. Uh, 
anal Bullshit. sex is required. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, the there team is need to be soap. <laughs> and there will be no ropes involved. Uh, sorry, you're... I literally had the worst stroke there. There is, there is well, soap. Well, if you unless use soap, you're throwing good... rope. Oh my god! I'm just re- recalling my time in prison. <laughs> yes. Well, aren't we all? Uh, the team selected 24 applicants whose test results predicted they would be the most psychologically stable and healthy. <laughs> Obviously, that was not a very stringent test. Uh, these it's probably pro- just a question like, do you feel psychologically stable today? Are you psychologically <laughs> yeah, stable? Of course. Have you killed anyone? Yes? Okay. <laughs> it's on a scale from one to five. Have you killed on anyone? A scale of, on a scale of have you killed someone today, one to five. Uh, disagree, Three. but not strongly disagree. <laughs> Two. Uh, well, I roasted this nerd pretty hard. Does that count as killing them? Oh I never God. saw him again. Uh, so the team selected the... <laughs> God damn, noop, noop. <laughs> the team selected the 24 applicants whose test results predicted they would be the most psychologically stable and healthy. These participants were predominantly white and of the middle class. The group was intentionally selected to exclude African Americans, individuals with criminal backgrounds, psychological impairments, or medical problems. They all agreed to participate in a 7 to 14 day period and received $15 per day, roughly the equivalent of $94 per day in 2018 monies. Uh, by the way, I will mention, all of this is directly pulled from Wikipedia. If you're playing the home game you want to follow along, I probably should have thrown that out in advance. But uh, none of this has been really dramatically tweaked. I was just uh, kind of cherry-picking from this to make yeah, it yeah, go yeah. faster. Because, dear Lord, this is a dense topic. And you're dense if you want to take part in it, apparently. Yeah. And the experiment was conducted in a 35-foot section of a basement of Jordan Hall, Stanford's psychology building. The prison had two fabricated walls... One at the entrance and one at the cell block wall to uh, block observation. Each cell, which was six by nine feet or... uh, I'm not going to get into meters. What is this? What's a meter? We only use freedom units here. (laughs) A meter is what you have to do before you... Uh, (laughs) I think you're going to add a little... Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, content warning that. Yes, yeah. that's uh, mm. definitely doing that. Uh, man, I am... Uh, <laughs> okay, starting over. Uh, each cell, six by nine feet, contained only a cot for the prisoners. In contrast, the guards lived in a very different environment, separated from the prisoners. They were given rest and relaxation areas and other comforts. Which presumably Ooh, means a blowjobs from the uh, blow prisoners. Blowjobs and anal. Yeah. Mm. Anal. <laughs> Uh, Twelve of the 24 participants were assigned the role of prisoner, nine plus three substitutes, while the other 12 were assigned the role of guard, also nine plus three potential potential, potential substitutes. Zimbardo took on the role of superintendent, and an undergrad research assistant took on the role of the warden. The researchers held an orientation session for the guards the day before the experiment. Now, I'm just picturing... (laughs) I'm just picturing some, some, uh, you know, prisoner is getting beat, and he's like, wait, hold on, I need a substitute for this. Everyone times out, like, their batons raise, and, like, one is poised to, like... Smacks him on the ass. Yeah, and yeah. Takes his place. I'm not gonna take this They tag anymore. out. 
Now, if the substitute is like, you are done. You are officially tapped. They are sending you home. Here comes someone else. So it's like a jury, basically, is they have a substitute to make sure that you are totally done. So if only you could tap out when it's time for the blowjobs, kid. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a Jerry do it. I always miss the blowjobs. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. All the winners get to be blown. <laughs> Winning. Uh, the researchers held an orientation session for the guards the day before the experiment, during which the guards were instructed to attempt to avoid harming the prisoners physically and that they could not withhold food or drink. Now, that's just attempt to avoid harming them. At uh, best, try not Try not to break their jaw whilst you're forcing your cock the, in their uh, mouth. That's the Pat Oswald Sky Cake. Sky Cake. If you would kindly please try to not attempt to maybe not really actually hit someone in a way that might be considered painful, that hey, would be great. We're, you know, this is from a university faculty, so they're saying, while you're attempting to force fellatio, please keep it gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Michael Scott quote for this. Don't do anything. Let's see. There's a rule. This better be a real big cracker that you're throwing out here. David, <laughs> here it is. My philosophy is basically this, and this is something that I live by, and I always have, and I always will. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason ever. No matter what, no matter where, or who, or who you're with, or where you're going, or where you've been, ever, for any reason whatsoever. So sex is never happening in Michael's <laughs> Good. The researchers provided the guards with wooden batons to establish their status. Jeez. Dominance. Now, if you tell me that that isn't something that's intended to be... Thrust upon. Mm. He threw his fists up. Yes. I, I, we want it, It's phallic, is what he I'm driving at here. Fist. Uh, the wooden batons. Fuck <laughs> off! Uh, to establish their status, clothing similar to that of an actual prison guard, khaki shirt and pants from a local military surplus store, and mirrored sunglasses to prevent eye contact. During the analingus. <laughs> Prisoners wore uncomfortable, ill-fitting smocks and stocking caps, as well as a chain around one ankle. Guards were instructed to call prisoners by their assigned numbers, sewn on their uniforms, instead of by name. The prisoners were arrested at their homes and charged with armed robbery. The local Palo Alto Police Department assisted Zimbardo with the simulated arrests and conducted full booking procedures of the prisoners, which included fingerprinting and taking mud shots. And finger banging. Uh, the prisoners were transported to the mock prison from the police station where they were strip searched and given their new identities. Is it bullshit that that actually happened? That they were processed? They were, uh, they were all processed. Jeez. That is absolutely true. To their homes and the, the whole yep, nine? to their homes. They wow. actually arrested them at home, brought them in, and made it feel like was this it was... Was it random? No. This or, is like, the, did they know that it was, ha it was going to happen, or they were like, okay, you're signed up now... Essentially, see when we see basically, I think is the the implication was. I would that, hope so. Not like that's how you found out you were prisoners. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to start this. Police open up. Like, uh. armed robbery. Yeah. Uh, three small mock prison cells were set up to hold three prisoners each. There was a small corridor for the prison yard, a closet for solitary confinement, <laughs> and a bigger room across from the prisoners for the guards and warden. The prisoners were to stay in their cells and the yard all day and night until the end of the study. The guards worked in teams of three for eight-hour shifts. The guards were not required to stay on site after their shift. The results. Guards had differing responses to their new roles. 
understatement of the fucking century. <laughs> One, described by the Stanford Magazine as the most abusive guard, which he got an award for apparently, felt his aggressive behavior was helping experimenters to get what they wanted. Another, who joined the experiment hoping to be selected as a prisoner... <laughs> Wait, don't king shame him. Don't king yeah, shame him. Oh, oh, please beat me, daddy. Instead, <laughs> recalls, I brought joints with me, and every day I wanted to give them to the prisoners. I looked at their faces and saw how they were getting dispirited, and I felt sorry for them. Warden David Jaffe intervened to change this guard's behavior, encouraging him to participate more and become more tough. Listen, it's fine if you give them joints, but what I want you to do is I want you to dip them in their anuses first... Make them and pick it up then, with their butthole. And then they can smoke the joint. That's what I'm telling you to do. <sighs> After a relatively uneventful first day, on the second day, the prisoners in cell one blockaded their cell door with their beds and took off their stocking caps. <gasps> oh, no. A revolt. They dashed to the chimney to see what was a flutter. <laughs> Refusing to come out or follow the guard's instructions. Like you do. Guards from the other shifts volunteered to work extra hours to assist in subduing the revolt, and subsequently attacked the prisoners with fire extinguishers without being supervised by the research staff. I'm going to call BS. I don't think that happened on the second day. I can't imagine the dire it being that dire that quickly if nothing happened on the first. Yep. Uh, wrong. Absolutely happened on the second day. What? They were spraying them with fire extinguishers on the second day. Now, I don't know whether or not... Now, again, there's arguments to the veracity of whether or not they were telling everybody, you know, to do this. But it, under the same principle of, let's give them something to work with, I'm sure the prisoners amongst uh, themselves are like, we're going to riot. We're just going to yeah. put our beds up in front. We're going to tell them, no, fuck you, I'm not coming out. I'm just going to hang out here all day. And the guards decided, well, if we're prison guards and this is how we're you know, subduing this, what do we do? Fire extinguisher the fuckers. Uh, I'm being really heavy with the F word here. It's just it occurs to me that this is how I'm attempting to inject fun? levity. Fun? Fun and fondling. Those are the well, F I'm words I'm definitely for not today. censoring For the last fucking no. time. For the last father fucking time, guards from other shifts had volunteered, <laughs> as I said. Uh, so finding that handling nine cellmates with only three guards per shift was challenging, one of the guards suggested they use psychological tactics to control them. They set up a privilege cell in which the prisoners who were not involved in the riot were treated with special rewards, so such as higher quality. named Chad got to stay in the privilege Chamber. Naturally. Uh, and they got higher quality meals. The privileged inmates chose not to eat the meal in commiseration with their fellow prisoners. So, right on for solidarity. It's yeah, like, no, no sure. I'm not eating this pot pie. United we stand. Pot pie. Uh, after only 35 hours, one prisoner began to act crazy, as Zimbardo described. Number 8612 then began to act crazy, to scream, to curse. To go into a rage that seemed out of control. Was he singing, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me? No. Playing he, guitar really He was loud. singing, does that make me crazy? It took quite a while before we became convinced that he was really suffering and that we had to release him. Uh, guards forced so, the prisoner to repeat... I'm sorry, go. Oh, saying so he essentially out-crazied the crazy and got out? Is that what you're saying? Um, essentially, he was being... He was flying into a rage, screaming, cursing, like he was losing his composure, obviously. And it took them that long, 35 hours, before they're like, you know, 
We maybe. probably should let him go. Maybe he's on to something. I think he's tapping out. Greg. Greg. You're yeah, right. I think he's tapping out. <laughs> he's blue in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he should have learned something from Mandy Moore. He should have just regulated his breathing. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I love the callbacks. Well, I learned it at the base camp because at the base camp, that's when you have to breathe the most. By that base, you mean the base of their dick. Uh, guards force the prisoners <laughs> to, to, to repeat their assigned numbers to reinforce the idea that this was their new identity. So dehumanization is always a good idea. Guards soon used these prisoner counts to harass the prisoners using physical punishment such as protracted exercise for errors in the prisoner count. If you don't know your number, uh, if your name isn't Jimmy, if you say you're Kunta Kinte, we're going to line you up on the wall for another 45 minutes. Uh, sanitary conditions declined rapidly, exacerbated by the guards. Oh, I love that word, exacerbated. By the guards' refusal to allow some prisoners to urinate or defecate anywhere but a bucket placed in their cell. As punishment, the guards would not let the prisoners empty the sanitation bucket. <laughs> Mattresses were a valued item in the prison, so the guards would punish prisoners by removing their mattresses, leaving them to sleep on concrete. Some prisoners were forced to be naked as a method of degradation. Several guards became increasingly cruel as the experiment continued. Experimenters reported that approximately one-third of the guards exhibited genuine sadistic tendencies. Most of the guards were upset when the experiment was halted after only six days. Oh man. I don't get to beat people anymore. Aww. I cleared my whole schedule out to the internet last week. What no. am I going to do now? You will respect my authority. <laughs> uh, Zimbardo argued that the prisoners had internalized their roles, uh, since some had stated that they would accept parole, even if it would mean forfeiting their pay, despite the fact that quitting would have achieved the same result without the delay involved in waiting for their parole requests to be granted or denied. So rather than saying, I tap out, this is bullshit, I'm going to leave... I would like to apply for parole. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Totally real. Oh God. Christ. Uh, that we are at number seventeen for references, by the way, for those following along on Wikipedia. Uh, Zimbardo argued they had no reason for continued participation in the experiment after having lost all the monetary compensation, and yet they did because they had internalized the prisoner identity. Prisoner number 416, a newly admitted standby prisoner, after the one person lost their mind, uh, was brought in and expressed concern about the treatment of the other prisoners. When the guards responded, oh, I'm sorry, the guards responded with more abuse. <laughs> when he refused to eat his sausages, <laughs> euphemism, I think so, <laughs> saying he was on a hunger strike, the guards confined him to solitary confinement, which for the record, if all of you remember, is a dark closet. Closet, yeah. The guards then instructed the other prisoners to repeatedly punch on the door while shouting at 416. The guards said he would be released from solitary confinement only if the prisoners gave up their blankets and slept on their bare mattresses, which all but one refused to do. So wouldn't you love to be Jimmy like, I'm not giving up my blanket. Fuck you, man. <laughs> that That's idiot opened his mouth. He should have known. Never did give him that blanket, though. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> uh, at one point, number 416 was hit in the kneecap with a wooden baton during his transfer back into general population to ensure his future compliance with the requests of the guards. This was justified in later discussion by one of the guards who indicated he simply wanted to give the researchers something to work with. 
In 2018, digitized recordings available on the official SPE website were widely discussed, particularly one where prison warden David Jaffe tried to influence the behavior of one of the guards to encourage him to participate more and be more tough for the benefit of the experiment. This is, of course, the guy who was right. attempting to hand the uh, you know, Mary Jane to everybody. Uh, in his 2018 response, Zimbardo wrote the instructions they gave to the guards were mild compared to the pressure exerted by actual wardens and superior officers in real-life prison and military settings, where guards failing to participate fully can face disciplinary hearings, demotion, or dismissal. It is believed that Jaffe's encouragement led to the physical assaults perpetuated on inmate number 416. Zimbardo had instructed guards before the experiment to disrespect the prisoners in various ways. For example, they had to refer to the prisoners by number rather than name. This, according to Zimbardo, was intentionally uh, intended to diminish their individuality. With no control, prisoners learned they had little effect on what happened to them, ultimately causing them to stop responding and give up. Quick to realize that the guards were the highest in the hierarchy, prisoners began to accept their roles as less important human beings. Oh my. Jesus. Uh, the guards would become so deeply absorbed in their roles that they would emotionally, physically, and mentally humiliate the prisoners. From the website, uh, the Stanford Prison Experiment, the authors had to explain how the prisoners were humiliated, and they wrote, Each prisoner was systematically searched and stripped naked. He was then deloused with a spray to convey our belief that he may have germs or lice. Real male prisoners don't wear dresses, but real male prisoners do feel humiliated and do feel emasculated. Our goal was to produce similar effects quickly by putting men in a dress without any underclothes. Indeed, as soon as some of our prisoners were put in these uniforms, they began to walk and to sit differently, to hold themselves differently, <clears throat> more like a woman than a man. Welcome to the 1970s, ladies and germs. Isn't I want to call bullshit on... You know what? Fuck it. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call bull, bullshit. Okay. Uh, no, that is Damn it. absolutely God! Yeah, I, I just want a... some glimmer of hope in this. Isn't this rough? Like, uh, I, need yeah. more, I need more beer. I need... We'll delouse you, we'll oh. strip you naked, and then we're going to put you in a dress. And these people are still taking part in this for $15 a day. Rachel Ray spends more than that on food these days for one dollar a day. Here, kids. Well, uh, Paltrow can't even make it four days on twenty nine dollars. No, well, I mean on ninety four, which is what you said it was in two thousand eighteen. <sighs> I mean that could get you a whole almost four weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zimbardo aborted the experiment early when Christina Maus Mauslick. Uh, a graduate student in psychology uh, whom he was dating <laughs> and later married, uh, objected to the conditions of the prison after she was introduced to the experiment to conduct interviews. When you're trying to slay and you try and brag about what you're doing. Hey, look, we're making them wear dresses. I am not going to sleep with you until you stop this. Okay, we're stopping the experiment. <laughs> Zimbardo noted that more than 50 people who had observed the experiment, Malslik was the only one who questioned its morality. Some of the guards' behavior allegedly led to dangerous and psychologically damaging situations. According to Zimbardo's report, one-third of the guards were judged to have exhibited genuine sadistic tendencies. So on and on, you can see this is kind of just reiterating a lot of the same points just here. Just how harrowing everything was. And uh, after six days, they just, you know, void everything out and say, okay, well, that was enough of that. Uh, I, According to Zimbardo's interpretations of the SPE, it demonstrated that simulated prison situation rather than an individual personality traits caused the participants' behavior. Wait, say that again? He is saying, 
it demonstrates that the simulated prison situation, rather than their individual personality traits, led to the participants' behavior. So, uh, because they thought they were in a prison, they started behaving differently. Not we beat them, put them in dresses, and wouldn't let them clean out the bucket that they had to defecate in. No, right. it was they thought they were in a prison. <sighs> bullshit. When you cosplay too hard... Uh, the experiment has also been used to illustrate cognitive dissonance therapy or theory and the power of authority. Uh, participants' behavior may have been shaped by knowing that they were watched, the Hawthorne effect. Instead of being restrained by fear of an observer, the guards may have behaved more aggressively when superiors observing them did not step in to restrain them. So it's like, well, you know, they, they didn't have a problem with us spraying them with these uh, fire extinguishers, so let's just beat them with this rod here and see what happens. Is it actually called the Hawthorne effect? Like, I don't want to call BS, I just like... Yes, that's... it is. Uh, the the Hawthorne effect is knowing they were being watched. That is actually a fascinating... I'm just stating for the record that I thought that that was very fascinating. Hmm. Um, Probably from, yeah, Hawthorne from Scarlet Letter, right? I, I don't know. I can extrapolate. We or, can click or, on this. Or our uh, more culturally appropriate Easy A? Uh, the Hawthorne effect is a type of reactivity in which individuals modify an aspect of their behavior in response to the awareness of being observed. Uh, the original research at the Hawthorne Works in Cicero, Illinois, Aww. on lighting changes and work structure changes, such as working hours and break times, uh, was originally interpreted by Elton Mayo, etc., etc. So, no, it does not refer to Nathaniel. Damn. But, uh, huh. good poll. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I honestly thought, like, that's kind of like a big deal behind, I think it was Scarlet Letter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, so now we are here. One positive result of the study is that it has altered the way the U.S. prisons are run. <laughs> For example, juveniles... I'm calling God. bullshit on that. I'm just going to straight call bullshit on that. Uh, this is according to Wikipedia. They say it has changed the way that uh, the U.S. prisons are run. For example, okay. juveniles accused of federal crimes are no longer housed before trial with adult prisoners due to the risk of violence against oh, them. Maybe I should have waited for you to finish <laughs> speaking before I started calling You just riled up. Yeah. I am riled. I'm so riled up. My heckles are... Right Your heckles? Heckles. Heckles and jekylls? Hackles. Hackles. Ah, damn it! Ah. My heckles are up, though. My heckles. My hackles. Hey, you don't even work. <laughs> don't let me live without my heckles. <laughs> I got my heckles in. Uh, shortly after the study was completed, there were bloody revolts at both the San Quentin and Attica prison facilities, and Zimbardo reported his findings on the experiment to the U.S. House Committee on the Judiciary. So, um... That is what I have here. I, I have some other things that we'll go through the I, as I refer to as the post lie discussion points, um, and they'll go into ethical guidelines they established for experiments involving human subjects going forward and things like that. If we want to get into it, but otherwise, if this has been far too burdensome and a uh, topic that was not a lot of fun to I get just into, feel then, like I got bludgeoned with misery. <laughs> it's pretty oppressive. It's one of the reasons why I was really fascinated when I looked it up initially, as I just I could not believe <laughs> the lengths to which you could dehumanize another person. It's well, not even like they were being given a wealth of money and told like you know subvert your beliefs it's just people are generally deplorable to begin with yeah so. it definitely just felt like it was like how much can we get away with it's yeah the and absolute i guess power. the answer is six days does it does it specify that it might have been based on i think it's a milgram's experiment 
Yes, there is some discussion about the, the Milgram stuff. Um, it's not necessarily the two are correlative. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Milgram is actually something I have for a possible later oh, episode. Oh, well. okay, so I don't get my answer now. But no, no, we can't. We, uh, we can scrap it. I haven't looked it up. That is the one where essentially I referenced it in the first episode, I think, yeah, where yeah. Um, they had someone who was standing next to a person who was administering electric shocks. Oh, God. And through the it. other side of the yeah. wall, essentially, they knew they were shocking someone, and the person there essentially was still saying, even though you heard audible screams from the other side, thrashing and violent reaction, he said, keep pressing the button. Yeah, if they didn't answer a question within a certain time limit and, and, and it was incorrect, shock them. If they didn't yeah, answer, either. still shock. Yep. No movement, no sound, no whatever. Shot. Right. So yep. they basically thought they were torturing someone to death and kept doing it because someone in authority told them, keep pressing the button. Yeah. Got it. So it's kind of, again, a lot of this stems it's from the... super lighthearted. Yeah. It's, like it's you know eating a spouse. You know, like... <laughs> it eating falls, out a spouse? Eating a spouse. <laughs> if you got her goop all over you. Uh... <laughs> I feel like we're grasping at straws here for just trying to let's give some brevity here. Uh, yes, uh, uh, eating out a spouse. Yeah, that's that's funny. Eating the spouse. Yes, cannibalism, mm. cannibal corpse. So, um, do we have any ideas on what some of the lies are, folks? Um, I called bullshit where I saw fit. So I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and throw my my hat. In. Okay. Uh, I, I don't I believe that. it was just it was a third that were sadist, sadistic. I think it might have just been one. Or two per. They people. did say that there was one that was particularly aggressive, but they that number is specific. Yes, uh, it is. They were saying that several of them did show uh, that sort of aggressive and violent, sadistic tendency. Yeah. Uh, the lies, if uh, if we're tapping, I, I part of the thing I, I realized looking forward as well is uh, we're less inclined to belabor the point on some of the lies if we're not calling them out. Yeah. Um, you can say whether or not this is cheap. So I'm just going to let this run with this. I feel like we should have that ability yes, to, you can to say, declare if a certain lie is um Just say bad cheap. lie. Like uh, you said, my Everest one was brilliant because yes. that's my series arc is that I started as this like minor <laughs> character that didn't really have good <laughs> things and my Google Doc didn't believe in me. Season I one redemption me, arc. But, but I became brilliant because I asked you a question, but I lied to you. Uh, he's, so. he's Rocky at top of the steps now. <laughs> yeah, we're still... I think John is the paradigm for cheap lie. Dad so, pop. I'm brilliant, so let's see what you got. So here's my lies. Um, uh, physical and psychological torture, they were actually told they were not allowed to physically harm the individuals who okay, were there. That's not cheap. So when they brought them in, they said you cannot physically assault them. No, you sold so them. anything. You, yeah, you did say you. They weren't. They had to attempt to not harm them. Correct. But uh, they specifically expressed you are not allowed to touch oh, them. So they told okay. them no. So, so um, the prisoner who was beaten on the knee with a baton that's did not that. happen. Oh. So okay, those are okay. a couple of the lies. Another one is, uh, and this is my this is the cheap one, by the way. Um, and I'm glad that none of you called this. I don't know if this is like tacit racism is going to be one of my things for lies. Oh, excluded the... It excluded the... African Americans. It did not exclude African Americans. You know, no, I just thought like this like seventies like I, I it would it, the wool of racism is reasonable it's, it's a, in the seventies. It's 70s. a little it's a little later than I would expect for that inherent racism, but mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, not shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's believable. And I'm going to call it cheap. It's ensconced with the they wanted people without criminal backgrounds, without uh, psychological impairments or medical problems. So it sounds like it's standard on the list. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Uh, not intended to exclude. Well, that's at least. Uh, 
positive note. So the exact phrase was, they are not to harm the prisoners physically. And I changed it to attempt to avoid harming them. Mm. Uh, and then added in the, the beating. Oh, and I even made a joke about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke and I didn't say, hmm, I don't know. Because that does sound like university speech. Mm. I also utilized later on the um, individuals saying that Zimbardo was instructing people, you know, like they need to psychologically do all these things as uh, that was the encouragement that led the physical abuse to be perpetrated on the one particular inmate. Mm. So I I coded it with this veneer of being, you know, supported by the facts. Uh, And that is essentially what I've got. Those are the ones. Those are the ones. Well, I definitely need to uh, take a shower and then probably... They'll de-louse you afterwards, so just be careful. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and well, then they'll make you sit in a dress with no underwear. I mean, I'm okay with that. I do that every Saturday anyway, so... If only the Haynes Herway were sponsoring us for this episode, then we would, we would have been able to... this episode? Well, I mean, that is something for, for me to know and uh, no one else to. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, I mean, if I was a Stanford prison guard and you were... A prisoner and I said, tell me who the sponsor for this episode is. <laughs> and for those of you who do not want to get stuck like these good folks from the Stanford Prison Experiment and, uh, you know, chafe while sleeping on concrete, this show has been sponsored by Casper Mattresses. It is the wonderful way to avoid being, you know, psychologically uh, demeaned and beaten into uh, submission by college students <laughs> masquerading you know, as prison guards. You know that they ship it to you? They do. box, and you just take it out of the box, yeah. and it yeah, unfolds, and then it inflates to what it's going to be for the rest of your life. And it's, uh, you know, covered in shame, and uh, it, it contains, you know, a small Russian bride uh, who I just ordered from Instagram. No less than three weeks she ago. She hasn't shown up yet. She hasn't yet. I think but she's... But she got the bed ready. I do. Uh, it unfolded from the box, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was also in it. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But, uh, so yeah, it, it comes to you in that small, how did they do that package? Uh, and it says that it is just like being cradled by John's mother in a state of post, post-coital bliss. And, she does uh, love you so. It is like having your balls fondled by a small midget named Henry whilst you're laying Dabowski. in... <laughs> <laughs> whilst laying in Central Park feeding the pigeons out of your small brown bag. Casper, sleep better so that your dreams don't haunt you into your waking life. And that's going to be it for us here at the yeah, Disinformed so. Podcast, yeah, ladies I'd and germaphobes. So. We are getting slap happy sappy, and as of right now... Uh, I have a feeling that we need to go delouse Michael. Uh, yeah, I think that I think was well, it's going to be four edits deep, which is probably the most edits we're ever going to have to have. Yes, yes, uh, it balls deep, as fact. <sighs> is that uh, Michael? You're the one that edits these episodes. I could just four feel edit, four edits at the end of this episode that you guys are never going to hear because it went too far, even for Shane. Yes, hashtag too far for um, Shane is a new thing. I think trending. I might keep them off to the side and be like, hey, if you if you you know do a thousand dollar Patreon, you know per month subscription, we might send it to you once and be like, it's not worth if it. If you send me a compliment, I'll beat it out of Michael's computer <laughs> oh, and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to get some money eventually in the future, but okay, if it's compliment, all right, I guess. But oh, anyway, I can just feel my um, future self I learned that me. everything's trash and we should just set it all on fire and uh, Stanford f- blows. Yes. Uh, Michael, did you learn anything? I learned that I'm glad I didn't go to Stanford. 
Not that they would have accepted me anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's not break your arm jerking yourself off here, Mr. College Degree. <laughs> you only mentioned one. I have two, as useful as they are. We have devolved into a state where I don't have any further comebacks. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Oh, we had a rough landing. If only it could have been, you know, caught by the, the loving embrace of a Casper mattress, then we would have hit a little softer. Oh, well, on behalf of Casper mattresses, I'm signing out. So, uh, while you're all... Footsteps go while you're all biting the pillow top tonight, <laughs> we hope that you think about the Stanford Prison Experiment and us enjoying it with all of our fun and frivolity. Uh, please dive in. Give us a like and a follow if you are picking this up on uh, you know iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are snatching this wonderful little audio for all the places that we have. And if you are looking to track us down on the social networks, we have them. They're yes. here. Mm -hmm. You can find us. We are um, at, at Disinformed Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we are at Disinformed Podcast on Twitter. And then Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast. So dive in. Check us out. We're going to try to keep that entertaining, fun, and updated for all of you. We appreciate you being here for the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Now get the fuck back in your cell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming, folks. Don't worry. We'll clean it up. No, you will. <laughs>